Today we're going to talk about the significant increase in kids needing mental health services. Right. A couple of things here. Um, this whole um, topic um, happened to rise appear in the news, mm -hmm. which is what we're covering this week, as um, sort of news items, right. um, updates. revisions, updates, mm -hmm. etc. Um, this one is a is an article that um, appeared recently, and the title is. Um, there are more kids going into emergency rooms for mental health treatment. Right. And it was, um, the study uh, was prompted by a pediatrician in uh, Washington, D.C. She's at the um, Children's um, National Medical Center mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C. And she began noticing, she's a pediatrician there in the ER, and she began noticing um, more and more uh, children right. coming in uh, with mental health crises. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> she began to wonder is it just our area or is it? So she did a study of 45 children's hospitals mm -hmm. around the country and found that yes indeed, um, emergency rooms are being are seeing an increase in the number of children referred for mental health services. Right, um, th and this is a um, an interesting phenomenon of course right. because we, we've talked about um, over the past few years uh, the significant increase in stress and pressure and exactly. expectations placed upon kids not just by parents and, and families, but also by schools and right. teachers and, and those kind of um, sort of external um, uh, sources. That's right. With educational reforms uh, since the 1990s and early 2000s, mm -hmm. I think particularly with No Child Left Behind, the, right. the push um, to increase um, achievement right. uh, among school children, has uh, been an increase in, in the uh, stress-related disorders mm -hmm. in children. So we knew that was happening. Right. I mean, you know, we've talked many times about the kindergarten, um, the first grade curriculum being moved right. down to first grade, uh, being moved down to kindergarten. And so um, we have additional pressures. Uh, there are additional pressures on families, mm -hmm. on parents. Um, all those kind of news items, mm -hmm. you know, that, that happened um, with the turn of the, the new millennium. So we know that kids are under increased pressure. And they're beginning to have symptoms and they end up in emergency rooms. Mm -hmm. And the mm -hmm. second issue is, so, so we'll talk about the increased numbers. Mm -hmm. The second issue is, why emergency rooms? You know, because right. remember, we've said for many years that an emergency room is not a place to get primary care. Right. Uh, you know, that's not the place to go if your child has an ear infection right. because it's too expensive Absolutely. to do it in an emergency room. So the second problem is, why are all these children coming to emergency rooms? Because the two things that arise are, what are what about community health? Mm -hmm. um, we should be preventing, mm -hmm. first of all, preventing these disorders. And the second issue is, why aren't there sufficient healthcare, right. mental health care providers so that these kids aren't ending up in, in the emergency room? You know, mm -hmm. a child has, a, has an explosive outburst and you have to take the child to the emergency room, or the right. child threatens somebody, and you take the child to the emergency room, which is the most expensive way to dole out medical care, right. like physical or mental health care. And, and, and oftentimes, you know, depending on the mm -hmm. environment, oftentimes the most um, intrusive from the perspective exactly. of, you know, and this isn't certainly isn't the case with every emergency department, but mm -hmm. um, many times emergency departments don't have psychiatry. Exactly. You know, so they have, you know, physicians and general surgeons and, and, and folks like that, emergency medical docs there, right. um, but they don't have psychiatrists. And so what will happen is, right. you know, kids will present with some of these issues and 
you know, <coughs> they, they will end up being hospitalized. Here in Florida, we call it the Baker Act. Right. Um, they'll be hospitalized um, involuntarily. Mm-hmm. When it may just be, you know, somebody just needs to talk to this kid for a few minutes and, you know, counsel them a little bit and right. get them set up with a, you know, community mental health expert or something like that so that they can provide some treatment. You know, one of, one of you mentioned Florida's Baker Act. Right. Okay? In, in Florida, it's called Baker Act. In other states, it's called other things. But if a school, for example, if a school is concerned about a child, mm-hmm. um, they call the police right. or they call emergency services and the child is taken to the emergency room. Right. Well, there should be many stops between right. a, a concern mm-hmm. and the emergency room. Absolutely. But there aren't any stops between right. there and the emergency room. I mean, right. you, you, you can't just call a psychiatrist mm-hmm. uh, who's in practice and you, and you can't just call an agency and say, hey, we need... We need for your we need your help right now, so one of the problems that that the author the authors of this study uh, um, bring up is that w- there's nothing between the school and the emergency room. Right. Okay, so that's problem number one. <coughs> Excuse me, yeah. I must have eaten a frog this it's morning. It's the cold air. Oh, God. It's, it did it's, get cold. It's cold. It was air shocking. Air. You know, yeah. all of a sudden it was. Summer yesterday and winter today. Yes. You know, so. Um, so, so yeah, the, the idea of, of, you know, the emergency department being the first line of treatment mm-hmm. is, is of, of massive concern. Right. And these are not... <coughs> goodness. What's wrong with my voice? How can oh, I yeah. sing tonight if I have to... We're not talking about an insignificant increase. Right. From 20... What she did, what Ann Abrams did, is she looked at the data from 2012... Mm-hmm to 2016 mm-hmm. in these 45 hospitals. There's been a 55% increase. Right. That's huge. Those are yeah. huge numbers. Absolutely. I mean, for, for physicians just to notice the increases, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to go back and study and say, wow, these are these right. are big numbers. Yeah. 55% increase is a significant increase. Absolutely. And the other thing is, there's a racial ethnic difference. Right. Okay. Um, and it seems as though minority children are now overrepresented. Right. Okay. That the increases are occurring not in white children. There's been a forty-eight percent increase in in uh, white children, sixty-four percent right. increase in black children, but a seventy-seven percent increase in children of uh, Hispanic with Hispanic background. Nobody's sure right. why that's happening. Right. Okay. The average is fifty-five percent, but uh, minorities are overrepresented here. So is right. it because they don't have any place else to go. Right. I mean, right. Or that's that's everybody's guess right now. But it's a guess. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of potentials. I think that that's you know <coughs> not having anywhere else to go is is one thing. We know that um, unfortunately my, uh, minorities tend to um, ha- have less uh, resources as it if relates to insurance and and some of those kinds of issues. Right. Um, but also you <coughs> know if if they were um, Significantly underrepresented in 2012, right? And then there's a, a, a an increase right. um, to get that significant of a percentage increase. Right. Wouldn't take me, you know, if there were two people in 2012 and there's four people in 2016, that's, that's, that's a 100 percent increase. 100 percent increase. So, right. it, it, you know, we don't know what the numbers. We don't know are. what the hard numbers are. Right. Right. But the other thing that worries us, and because uh, we've talked about it, is. Um, they end up in the emergency room because there's no place else to mm-hmm. go, or they don't have insurance. Right. And many, 
Many people, even people who have insurance, don't have mental health insurance. Right. And so if you go to the emergency room, you must be treated. Right. Or they, they cannot turn you away. Right. And so um, if you don't have insurance or you don't have health insurance, um, the emergency room is is your first and last choice. Absolutely. Okay? And so that creates a, uh, a problem, right. um, a um, public health right. problem. Okay? Right. Um, in terms of visits, um, in 2012, we talked about this study being between 2012 and 2016. In 2012, there were 50.4 per 100,000 visits mm -hmm. were for mental health. Mm -hmm. In 2016, that number went up from 50.4 to 78.5. So again, these are visits uh, where the focus was mental health. Right. So from 50 per 100,000 to 78 per 100,000. Right. The other thing, this number that holds steady, and we've been doing this, when did we develop our test? 2012? The 11? book was in 11. I think the test was in 08. Wow. Okay, because we did the test first. Right. So we developed, uh, Dr. Bernie and I developed a, an assessment instrument back in 2008. It's 10 years ago. I know. It needs to be revised, by the way. Um, I have time. You have <laughs> I happen to mention that on the wrong day for, for taking on another project because we are um, overwhelmed doesn't quite cover it, does it? No. Okay. Uh, with with work to do and all of it has deadlines. Some are today, some are tomorrow, and some are the next day. But hard deadlines and uh, we're behind. I can't believe um, I brought up. 2008. We developed this assessment instrument because we were using the figure 20% mm -hmm. of school-aged children mm -hmm. have a diagnosable, mm -hmm. not not we think, but they meet criteria for mental illness. That figure is mentioned in this article too. Right. That again, from the Centers uh, for Disease Control um, and Prevention, this figure that there are 20%, that's one in five right. children. So again, we're talking about significant numbers. And the problem is, that even though we have the, this huge, it's uh, five or 10 million, yeah, 20% would be 10 million um, children, only 20% are being diagnosed right. and receiving services. Right. Okay, so that's, that's the problem. So I think when you look at these numbers and you say 20% have mental health issues, uh, and but, of that 20%, only, only 20% but only a are, fraction mm -hmm. are getting uh, services, need, right. what are they doing? They're going to emergency rooms. Right. Okay, and that's right. the problem. We have too right. many kids, not enough services. Um, and I think that's where the minority numbers may right. go up, is right. that that's the group that right. doesn't have access. You know, our children, because of what we do, our children have access right. to, to mental health mm -hmm. services, even if we have to pay for it ourselves. Um, mm -hmm. We're able to do that. But if you're not able to do that, and most people aren't, I would say 80%, of the population right. probably doesn't have enough money uh, to do that, right. and they don't have places to go. That uh, this twenty percent, they're ending up in emergency rooms. Right, mm -hmm. right. So th this is a um, we believe that this is a a crisis. This is a public health crisis. Right. And you know, there there's no easy answer mm -hmm. uh, to to how to fix this problem. Uh, but it certainly needs to be examined, and we need to, you know, think about the availability of mental health services and the 
accessibility right. uh, of mental health services because those are two very different things. Right. Availability and accessibility, two very different things when it comes to mental health services. Right. So you know, we teach a course in uh, introductory psychology to undergraduates at a local college and um, one of the chapters, the chapter we're doing right now is about mental health, mm -hmm. about psychopathology and mental health issues. And the last section of the chapter is about community right. mental health and that there should be a prevention component, Absolutely. okay, and adequate services. And at least here, and I'm not sure that it, when you look at 45 hospitals around the country, I don't think it's a problem unique to our county or our city right. that we don't have adequate community services to manage the numbers of children who are, um, who are in need. Absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So, all right, <coughs> a lot of work needs to be done in these areas. So. But that is it for today. Yeah. Uh, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and forget to be afraid. Thank you.